Welcome to the family with Alfred Brad Rasmussen, co-host Catherine France, sitting in for Andy, Cassie Schrader, and Mike Bryant. Now you can't hear. I can hear, but I don't. Is my mic on? Yeah. I think the music is just loud. Yeah. Yeah. The music was loud. We'll be right back <laughs> and kick things off with the family. Michael Brand, Brad John Bryant. Yeah, we got uh, people on the roads going way too fast. Oh, we were just talking I about that on the way here. Drove oh over to St. Paul and people were zipping by and you know and not using turn signals and and then there was a gal who decided to be on the cell phone. So it's oh, quite yeah. the deal. All <laughs> illegal, and we they need to we need to just slow down, not bang into each other, put the cell phone down or hang it up and put it up on the little charger. You know, and do that. That's the safe thing to do. How many cars are left you can't just answer your car? No, I think there's a whole group of ones that are still exist out there. Really? Yeah, everybody know. that's driving a 95. A beater? A beater. Lumina. Uh, well, I was just talking to Catherine on the way in today. I was doing about 65. A guy went by me at least a buck and buck 20. Yep. At mm. least. Well, he was moving. When you and I went to lunch, what was it, a week ago? Yeah. That guy went by us at about 100, 120. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did some, so the Vikings can't all be driving like that, can they? God, I hope not. <laughs> John Bryant. <laughs> Tommy, how long have you been at KQ? 36 years now. Wow, that's loyalty. Well, if I'm completely honest, it isn't the company that I'm loyal to. It's the listeners. I figured out a long time ago they're the only reason I have a job. Why are you asking? Well, we had another great month at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan. In fact, Burnsville continues to be the number one Nissan store in Minnesota. The loyalty part. Get to the loyalty part. Oh, yeah. This month, if you buy or lease a new Rogue or a Pathfinder from us, we'll give you an extra 500 off as long as you own or are leasing a Nissan. That is cool. Do they have to trade it? Nope. It's just a reward for being loyal. By the way, the new Pathfinder is fantastic. It's got a nine-speed transmission, and JLo says it'll practically pull the building. We also cut a deal with our good buddy Charlie Swenson, who's running a Nissan store in Chicago. He gave us some extra rogues. Because Charlie's such a nice guy. Well, Paul might have threatened him. Sounds like Paul. For details, go to Walzer Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan and claim your loyalty gift. Tommy, give him some Elvis loyalty. Thank you. Thank you very much. There you go, big shot, Doug Sprinthal is in Israel doing tech business. Tech business in Israel. Big shot that he is now. You tech know. business. I have to ask you guys a question before our guest comes on. Okay. I asked it on the KQ Morning Show this morning. I'm not obviously a big Packer fan because I grew up a Viking fan, so that I got no skin in the game here. But the league is going after... Uh, Rogers. Rogers, like there's no tomorrow. He lied. Television go. Well, Plain I, simple. He no, lied. I understand, but how do you lie? But hold on a second. Mm-hmm. He said that he had an allergy to the vaccine. Well, no, he didn't say that. He said he was vaccinated. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh really? See, that's why. You know, it's got nothing to do with need to vaccinate or not vaccinate. But at least Kirk Cousins came out and said, "I'm not going to get vaccinated." Right. And yeah. he had the guts to do that. Aaron Rodgers lied. Okay. Yeah, Plain and simple. Like. I wow. And then he got COVID and was like, Oop, well, yeah, you know, so. It's, I have a friend whose other friend is like, oh, yeah, I tell people I'm vaccinated because I'm vaccinated for other stuff, so I'm not lying. I'm like, uh, yeah. You are. <laughs> like, it's a lie of omission kind yeah, of situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay, so yeah. here's my uh, second part of my question. 
Yeah. So they're going after him. He's all over it. He's all over every TV show, and he's doing this, that, and the other thing, and blah, blah, blah. I've seen one 10-second report on the guy driving 156 miles an hour drunk and killed somebody, an NFL player. I've seen a couple of minutes on The Oakland guy? There's lots of stories. The guy got dropped by his team within 30 seconds after it happened. Yeah. He killed, driving 156 miles an hour drunk. Especially when, apparently, under the NFL rules, you can call like at any hour of the night and and they'll shoot over and pick somebody up. You don't need to drive at all. There's not a need for it at all. Mike Evans talked about it on the radio the next morning. Did you hear what his girlfriend said? Who? Rogers or? Uh, The other guy. Oh, the other guy. Okay, the Oakland guy. She said he's from Alabama. Yeah, he's from Alabama, Mm -hmm. right? She was very, very upset because when the cops came, they arrested him rather than making sure he wasn't hurt. Oh, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. I don't understand how the world works. Well, I think he right drove now, off, you? didn't he? Or, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a horrible thing. Just just horrible. Why are you doing a buck 56? Because, uh, uh, I don't know. I've never been that drunk. Uh, i got to be yeah. honest with you. I've never been drunk enough to drive 156 miles an I hour. I think I've gone that fast, but I wasn't drunk. Yeah. I I one time got to like ninety five somewhere. It was like it was good to know nighttime <laughs> on a road where nobody ever was. Deer? There's not deer out there. And raccoons. She ignored you. Awesome. I'm ignoring you. Didn't even look at you. That was great. I think no. I think yeah. It was like ninety ninety five, and I was like horrified. I was like, how do people drive faster than this? This is scary. Because it's like any little twitch of your hand and you just can, I don't know. I was like, not for me. I don't know how people drive that fast all the time. I don't think I've ever gone over 90. And then one other thing I want to bring up, because when we were at Jimmy Francis's house on Saturday. Correct. had a great time. Where I was told that I'm quiet. You're a very quiet guy. Not around me or not, Jesus. Maybe because, shut up around me once in a while. I think I was still very sleepy and a bit hungover. So. From your, oh, from your yeah. flight? Thank God I didn't have to go ride a bike this time. I went to the same convention that I went to the day I oh, did the bike oh, okay. ride. okay. And no. this time you I think you were just in awe of the fangirl episode. Oh, oh, yeah. Let me finish. <laughs> you know soft? Wait, wait, wait. Tom's talking, yeah, everyone. Know, right. Tom's Please. talking. Do you know how soft shut your dad's up. hair oh is? God. It's so soft. I've heard. Oh, God. Tom's <laughs> talking. She was a very nice person. She was very nice. Little, so mean. Little too nice. She's very, very nice. She was not. She was very close. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, all those people there, Jimmy and his wife and his brother-in-law and his brother-in-law's wife were there, and they were all very pleasant. Yes. Now I forgot the hell I was going to ask you. You were talking about being over Francis. Oh, and, so I was yeah. talking to Beth. Mm-hmm. Right. And Beth has, you know very solid political views. Yeah. And I said, you know, we were talking about this and the other thing. I, yeah, as you know, I'm not a de- Democrat nor a Republican, Beth. I just, I think they're all a bunch of pigs. There are a few decent ones. I can't stand either side. She goes, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Most people, you're wrong. It's like, what do you mean I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like one of the people on the show today, I brought that up. They're like, well, but wait a minute. There's like, no, there's no but wait a minute. I get to dislike anyone I want to dislike. You leave, do. Leave me out of it. Mm-hmm. I just point out some good ones that do some good things. Like who? There are a number Name of them that one. do good. There's a lot of good things politicians have done overall. Yeah, Jimmy Francis is a great guy. <laughs> he is a great guy. Oh, do you have a guest? Oh, I didn't That's know right. We now. have a guest. Yes. yes. He's just been Josh Dean. Now, Josh, how are you? Hello. Josh, I got to be honest with you. I, sorry for getting carried away, but I just, 
I'm having such a problem with people. Unless you believe what I believe, I hate you. I don't get that, Josh. i got to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't really like it either. It's not my cup of tea. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh is the producer and host of an upcoming podcast, Hooked, that focuses on uh, true crime and the opioid epidemic. Josh, what are we going to do, man? This... There was a report over the weekend that drugs are just flooding into this country from the southern border. What are we going to do, Josh? Uh, I don't really have a solution. Um, <laughs> well, I don't either, so we're, we're even. We're shoulder to shoulder, Josh. I, I, wish, I, could, uh, yeah, I wish I could help you there. Uh, um, I, I feel like we're, uh, yeah, as, as a journalist, it's not necessarily my job to solve the problem. That's true. Is the opioid illegal drugs? The the opioid is prescription drugs. I mean, you got some sales of fentanyl coming over and yeah, lots of stuff. It's terrible, I guess. Really, really bad. Uh, By the way, I should mention, ladies and gentlemen, journalist Josh Dean, whose podcast The Clearing reached number one in the Apple Podcast charts. Hooked is a timely story of the uh, opioid epidemic through the lens. The lens of one man's uncontrollable descent into addiction and crime. And who is that one man, Josh? Uh, his name's Tony Hathaway. He was a engineer at Boeing who, in the early 2000s, was prescribed OxyContin for his back problems. And oh, uh, er- everything sort of unraveled from there. What is it? I'm not a big drug guy. I don't drink. I don't. I take THC to sleep. That's about the only drug I do. Matter of fact, I don't take any pain medication, nothing. I do THC, that's it. An adaptogen, but that's not a drug, is it, Catherine? That's just a No, that's just herbs. So, Josh, I don't understand addiction. Um, You know, I used to drink back in the day, but when it came time to stop, I stopped. I I don't, some brains just don't understand addiction and why people get addicted, but is is there something about drugs now? I mean, obviously, a lot of drugs, do most of the drugs come from China, as they say, Josh, do you know? I mean, some of the synthetic opioids today are are heavily uh, sourced in China, although a lot of them come from Mexico, too. I think of the source chemicals in large part come from, so from ba- China. So the, ba- the reason I was asking you that is, why would you take something you don't even know what's in it? I've never understood that part, Josh, and I've been asking that question for about 50 years now. Why- you have no <laughs> idea what's in that. What are you doing taking that? Well, I think... You know, there's a couple different things. The, the, what made the opioid crisis so insidious, I guess, is that it, it was pills prescribed to people by their doctors that got them hooked, right. right? I think right. now, now as, as those addictions got worse and worse, they switched over to drugs like heroin and fentanyl, which are sourced from the black market. But, yeah, no, like in this case, I think the reason the opioid crisis has become such a problem in America is because it started with your doctor in a lot yep. of cases. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I. And this is, uh, Josh, I know this sounds like a weird question. I'm asking everybody here in the studio, too. What is it about, it just makes you feel so good you just can't stay away from it? Or what is it all? What's the addiction all about? Gets them out of pain is one of the. It just gets rid of your pain. Yeah. Yeah, in the case of, like, OxyContin and, I guess, other opioids like Vicodin, and um, Oxy was the most powerful one to rev on the market. And, yeah, it was, it was, it's for pain. It's a really potent painkiller it sort of yeah. goes back to the old, old days of you know morphine in the civil war the thousands yeah. of soldiers got addicted to morphine because yep. it was the one thing that makes the pain go away so it is a miracle cure in that sense the problem is your body gets physically addicted to it really quickly 
Yeah. So, so you're literally your body's telling your brain we need more, more, and more. Is that what happens? Yeah, pretty much like you know, thirst in the desert, right? Your your brain feels right. like it needs it, it needs it, and uh, yeah, and it's a thing that what's so different about the opioid crisis compared to some other drug addiction issues we've seen in this country is that because people were prescribed the drugs by the doctor, they thought they were taking them safely. And then they realized by the time they realized they were in trouble, it was too late. I suppose that is true. I mean, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I need to mention the hooked, uh, the new podcast tells the story of Tony Hathaway, whose addiction to legally prescribed Oxycontin and later heroin led him from being the only Boeing engineer without a college degree, earning six figures and flying around the world to becoming uh, well, you know what? I'll just hand it off to Josh at this point. So what what happened with Tony Hathaway? Just got bigger and bigger and more and more? Yeah, so he's, you know, it started with a back injury that that oh. had no, that, that kept him from getting out of bed and going to work. He's prescribed Oxycontin by a doctor. It works like a charm. He's able to start working again. He's, he's actually functioning pretty well at work and continues to go on an upward trajectory professionally. However... He's badly addicted, and of course, what happens with drug addiction is you need more and more. So the quantities that you need just to feed to convince your body that it's getting what it needs go up and up. And at a certain point, you can't get that from your doctor anymore. So then, in America, we, there were all these shady physicians who ran pill mills who basically wrote prescriptions for money. Tony starts going to one of those. He's like, you know, his addiction is fully out of control, but he's still working. And then at a certain point in 2010 formulation for oxycontin was changed which made it really hard to you couldn't smoke it or snort it or inject it the way that addicts were doing so tony like a lot of people switched over to heroin and then once he was on heroin the, the wheels really fell off his life and he started robbing banks professionally to support oh, his habit so wow. what's what's crazy about his story is that yeah it, it's similar to a lot of americans in the sense that he started with a prescription that led him to an addiction that, that resulted in heroin ultimately, but unlike a lot of people, he started robbing banks and was very good at it and became one of the most successful bank robbers in American history. Wow. What is the family that just got popped? Is that was it Purdue Pharma? Is that Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Sack the Sackler family. Sacklers, there you go. And uh, were they the ones that paid out that four and a half billion dollar settlement? Is that true? Correct. Okay. Yeah, so the company, the, their company, Purdue, was, was found guilty of a number of things, including that they knew this drug they were marketing was actually dangerous um, and were sort of marketing it as a thing that was safe, even though they knew it wasn't. You know what amazed me about that, Josh, because you know, I've been doing radio for 51, 52 years, whatever, and um, it just amazes me that people can... And look, I'm a, I'm in radio. There aren't there are no worse people on earth than radio people. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but well, I'm just telling wow. the truth. I mean, it's the fact. But I I just don't. How can you sit up in your billion dollar mansion and you got billions and billions of dollars, and you know, you've killed up to a half a million people just to make money? Really? I know. God, it's pretty astounding that how you sleep at night. You know, I think the story they, you know, they tell themselves that they were just trying to help people. And of course, in a sense, when the drug was originally developed, it was to help people. Right. And it does, you know, I think it's for very serious pain, you know, end of life or, you know, a, tra a horrible accident, which you're like incapable of moving, but it was 
for short periods of time under very close supervision. You don't send people home with prescriptions that renew every few weeks and let them just take it forever. Right. Yeah, that would make sense. Because do you need to, in this case, with, with their drug, did you need to take more and more and more to kill the pain? Yep. Yes, exactly. Yeah, develop a toler- you develop a tolerance to it, right? Uh, and, of course, they, what, what we know now is that they that was the idea from the beginning, was that like it's hard to make a lot of money on a drug if you only take it when you're about to die. They want people to take it forever, or, or at least for long periods of time. And, and they were blaming, they were also blaming uh, other drug use, because people oh, went yeah. looking for other drugs, and, you know, like, the, they didn't control that, but they knew the addiction that came from it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. They're blaming. Yeah, they blame the addicts. You know, it's really funny, Josh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, full full disclosure, Josh. I'm gonna tell you right now what I've told everybody over the years. Like I said, I used to drink alcohol, and I still take THC to sleep. That's prescribed. <clears throat> but the amazing thing to me is, I did cocaine once in my life, and nothing happened. Nothing. I I did this cocaine. I was like, well, th- why does anybody do this? It doesn't do anything. Do I have a different kind of brain? And then I don't have any desire to take painkillers. I don't have any desire to take OxyContin or any of it. I did the cocaine one time, and nothing happened there. I did the cocaine. <laughs> so we like, cocaine. No, I have the cancer. I got the gout. No. <laughs> the cocaine that was given to me. That's I know what I you're did. saying. I Josh, I... is there any way I could just shoot one of these people during the interview, and then, I, then I'd start taking drugs? Wow, how aggressive. But, aggressive. Um, what I... is it about your brain? Just very quickly, Catherine. What, what is it about people's brains, whether it, uh, is it just the pain is so severe they can't stop? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Well, I think with uh, yeah, with opiates, it's a physical addiction that your your body actually gets like can't function without it. So if you were to like get, if you were to get in a very serious accident, I don't know, or like have your leg crushed and there's nothing they could do to make you feel better, they probably would give it to you. And, yeah. and of course, it's making it's making your pain go away, but your body's also developing a dependence on it. So before oh. you know it, that's the problem, right? Then you, yeah. then you you can't live without it. Yeah, although they're doing it with contracts now. And they, I mean, the worst thing is you're seeing people are cut off real early and the way they're it's affecting them that they're being cut off. And it looks like it's normal use, but you don't know. No, that's you know? true. Right. Catherine, you had a question? Um, well, from what I understand, it's like when I took, when I had pain pills for a knee surgery, I, I felt terrible. I, I mean, I really felt terrible. But it, it supposedly, I guess what it does is it lights up areas in your brain mm-hmm. that just makes people feel just fantastic. Really? Yeah. Some people, it just makes them feel like there's nothing wrong in the world and they're constantly chasing that high. Yeah. It's like people that do heroin. A lot, a lot of people become addicted the first time they do it because it lights yep. up these regions in really? your brain. Yeah, it's 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 yep. physiological. By the way, it's called it's That's the right. heroin. The heroin. <laughs> the. Yeah, so it's it's very very powerfully addictive to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that's why we have such a homeless problem do in you America. Think, and, and you know, Josh doesn't know that the rest of you do know this, but I grew up in a very very poor neighborhood, so I saw drug addicts my whole life. Do you think maybe that's one of the reasons I never got near it, the people in the studio, because I watched people destroy their lives and I wanted nothing to do with it? Yeah. That would play a role. Probably. Probably true. I would imagine. So, Josh, where did you grow up? Uh, I actually grew up in a small town in western Maryland. Appalachia would be the area. Oh, Appalachia. uh, Yeah, 
little bit small of town of like use seven thousand people. Yeah. Not so, back then. Now like these days, I'm sure uh, um, opioids are a huge problem. I mean, those are the parts of America where have some of the highest rates of addiction now. Right. Well, they've got people that will like smash their arms just to go in and get some. Oh, it's like, ow. Yeah. Oh, create well, a whole bunch of pain. No, sorry. <laughs> it tells you all you need to know. Right? Yep. That's how desperate people are. How did you yeah. get involved in this to begin with? I actually was, you know, it's funny. I fell into it through the back door. I was looking for a story about a bank robber, a Bloomberg <laughs> Business Week, and I had actually asked me to do a story for a heist issue they do every year. So I was looking for someone who'd robbed the most banks uh, in a year, and I stumbled onto Tony, and when I wrote to him in prison, he, he wrote me back with what his real story was, which I found, you know, oh. it was obviously changed a lot more interesting to me when I found out it was really, you know, it wasn't about, it is about bank robbery. It was more about addiction. Huh. Yeah, that's... I would imagine that that did pique your interest. There's no question about that. Did you ever, did you have friends or, you know, hopefully not a family member or whatever, did you ever witness this in your own life, not you personally, but somebody around you? Um, yeah, I know an acquaintance, a friend of my, right. friend of my wife. Um, no one, fortunately, in the family, no one's super close to me, but certainly, I mean, I know anecdotally lots of people, but no, I'm, I'm happy that no one close person in my life <clears throat> yeah, i mean uh, I, we had some booze hounds in my family but no drug yet well i'm just telling the truth I, you know it's, but um yeah we didn't uh, i didn't have a whole lot of friends that did a lot of drugs i mean they smoked pot when i was a kid there was there was a lot of that going on but i really didn't know anybody did tons of cocaine even i, I just i was in the record not business even the record yet. business yeah I, that's why i brought it up I I lived I, I was the I, uh, did promotion in the Midwest for Capitol Records back in the late 70s and early 80s, and even then, I think it, the reason I didn't see it though, Josh, is because people kind of from my body language is like, let's not ask Tom to go get us some cocaine, shall we? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I I might be a little too strident for most people to ask me things like that. My roommates and people in college used to go and smoke pot in other areas because they know I didn't smoke it at all. So they just leave right. to do it. They'd just leave. They'd go off on their. They like protected me from it. Well, they'd see, go on the that's balcony. Nice. Well, yeah, that's it, was, nice. it was great. Those yeah, are no? good friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, that they would do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Josh. It's uh, so. How's the podcasting business going? You liking it? I do. Yeah, this is my third. Uh, yeah, the clearing was the first one, which was. Very successful. Then I made one called Chameleon Hollywood Con Queen, which was also very successful. Now this one, uh, I just looked as of today, we're number three on the Apple charts. So, so a lot of people are listening. So you just do shots, like uh, you know, um, I don't know, short period ones, or do you keep doing them overall? No, I do like these eight or ten part limited series. I guess we call them audio documentaries sometimes. So they're like one story told over eight or ten parts. Um, and I, I now have a company with a couple other journalists called Campside Media, and this is, that's what we do. Our specialty are these limited series. And that, uh, do, you, do you put a number on it? Does it is it like three, four, or they just go? The story goes as long as it goes, and then you wrap it up. Uh, this one is nine parts. Nine parts, uh, and then the clearing was eight. The chameleon was eight. No, sorry, chameleon was ten. They're usually eight to ten. I think that's pretty smart, actually. I think it's really, really smart, as a matter of fact. Uh, I just, 
and this is this might sound like a very weird question, but Josh, has doing these stories had a personal effect on you? I mean, you wake up in the middle of the night and go, "God, the world's a lot worse than I thought it was." <laughs> you know. Well, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I was a print journalist for most of my career, writing like magazine stories and, and books, and yeah, I mean, I feel like these podcasts, I've spent more time. You know, and in the case of Tony, I spent almost three years talking to him. Oh, okay. The first show, The Clearing, which is about the daughter of a serial killer. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten, like, like much more um, deeply into these stories and spent more time thinking about them. And, um, yeah, it's like, I like it, but it certainly it, it takes, takes something out of you, too. Did you go visit him in prison? I did, yep. Now he's, he's out and he's... You know, knock on wood, seems to be doing pretty well, oh, clean, okay. and trying to get his life back together. Yeah, I got a full disclosure because I'm a very honest person. There's only one thing that I'm absolutely addicted to, and I can't get away from it. Her name is Catherine Brand. Oh, She's my wife. And, you know. <laughs> what? Just because you got fangirled. Josh, just. When we just when we, when we disconnect in a couple of minutes, <laughs> just, just thank God you're not me having to sit through and being married to Catherine Brandt. Let me just point that out. <laughs> I adore her, but she rips me to shreds at least once a week. Right, give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. I, Josh, I hope people do tell you uh, that they're grateful because I am personally great. Anytime you can reveal anybody takes the time and the hard work, years, three years you talked about, to release a story like that to help people along because many, many people may be on the brink or many people not even thinking about it are going to going to see uh, this and they're going to hear your podcast and they go, look, I don't want anything to do with that. So you got to be pretty proud of yourself that you're helping who knows how many hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, it's, it's good to good to make something that hopefully matters. You know, it's, it's, it's I, you know, I hope the story is well told and entertaining, but there's definitely a point. It's supposed to be a cautionary tale. Good. Yeah, I mean, that, well, there's no question about that. And I, I just, just reading up, just talking to you, like I said, I appreciate your time in it and good luck and uh, come back on. Whenever you got something, Josh, just reach out. I'd love to have you back. All right, great. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Josh Dean, ladies and gentlemen, the podcast is called Hooked. A new mm-hmm. podcast tells the story of Tony Hathaway. Yeah, and I, I just started watching Dope Sick. Oh, I heard that's great. Oh, I want to oh, watch that. Michael that's, Keaton, right? Yes. I've heard that's great. That's exactly what he just talked about, about the Oxycontin uh, epidemic that we have and how it started. And I, I mean, I knew how it started. It, you know, it was a pill that was introduced, but the back end of it of from the pharmaceutical companies from the fda oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. how they were oh, pushing yeah. this pill on the doctors doctors <laughs> yep. pushing on the patients no, i disgusting. am blown away and if money if they don't get an emmy for this mini series or right. whatever then they just need to cancel hollywood because this is by far the best thing i've ever watched what everybody tells me it's better like, than tiger king Oh, maybe. <laughs> Tiger King. Tiger King. I was very upset that they weren't going to do Tiger King. No, too. but it, it's a guilty pleasure. Tiger yeah. King. She's become committed. I I needed that entertainment at the time yeah. in COVID, but yeah. it's just a guilty pleasure. But this, this is so. Um, I mean, it's educational, but in a dramatic way. You know, but it's on Hulu, right? Yes. Yeah, so you got to get on Hulu to watch it. Yeah, like that other soccer movie. 
Or soccer show. So, I don't soccer show. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the guy from Saturday Night Live. Oh, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Oh, Ted Lasso. That's on Apple Plus, isn't it? I thought they were both on Hulu. I think it's just on Apple. Oh, okay. Well, it's another one I don't have, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't have Apple TV. But, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I've, I think I'm about to start the fifth episode, and I am just flabbergasted and blown away of how well it's done and how informational and the stuff that I didn't know personally because I'm like you, I don't like pain pills. I no, don't I mean, like them. They, make, they me make me sick. They make me sick. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm gonna die yeah. if I take them. Yeah, yeah I, t- um, I took a half of an oxycotton. It was a uh, <coughs> 10 milligram pill, and I it made me so sick. And I'm like, how do people abuse yeah. this? Yeah, I this know. is they, horrible. They gave me one, and it didn't do anything. Really? Yeah, it didn't, had no See, effect at all. There you go. Yeah, so there I don't you know. Have it. Ugh. I don't know. We shall take a break. We'll come back, and I'll tell. I got to tell a story to lead off the next segment. Shh, we'll be quiet about Cassie's husband. He did something very nice over the weekend. Aww. Very sweet. Aww. We'll be right back. And we are back with stretches picks. You know, Tom. Uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here, and I'm talking with Brad Huckle and Mike Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked before about how working with a community bank like North American Banking Company can benefit business owners. Do you have an example you could share with our listeners? Our customers at Homeco Insulation in Blaine have been banking with a big bank for many years, but suddenly their calls weren't getting returned and their banker was unresponsive to their business needs. You can imagine their frustration. They had a successful business, wanted to expand, and their bank cut them off. They were ready to move on from their big bank. When they referred to us, we knew they wanted to work with a community bank that would be responsive and would take the time to understand their business and its needs. That sounds like a perfect fit. I know it can always reach out and not only talk to an actual person, but I'm talking to an experienced lender. They've told us the same thing, Tommy. Look, I know Brad and Mike and I trust them with my banking. My whole family does. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including... 
the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. Of those photos, I will Michael be shocked. Bryant is talking, I'm Tom. I'm challenged. <laughs> now, oh now I've been talking, challenged by Michael on. Bryant. Yeah. Talking over the intro music, both of you. Good job. Yeah, we have things to say. <laughs> yes. Oh, you've got stuff <laughs> to say, do you? Oh, we should make an announcement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. What? Yeah. Well, I'm sure you announced it on the morning show, but right, the podcast listeners... Like when you talked about Andy, do you get weepy? Yes. Did you? Yeah, nice. Well, you know, Andy, I still remember Andy, you Andy. getting weepy about Andy. One thing I will tell you, flat out. Oh yeah, I mean when he was born. Yeah. And Alex. Uh, Alex, you were like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Second child. Forget right. about it. Been there, done that. Don't care. No, I was. You know what though? I and I did say this morning that I was very confident that both you and Andy would make really good parents. And just why did the baby Bigfoot your birthday? <clears throat> I, yeah, know, I knew that was going to happen. When they're like, he's due the 20th, I'm like, he's going to be born on Although, my dad's birthday. One of your kids could have gotten my birthday and they decided not to. Oh God, my kids would not be born. They're like, <laughs> nope, I'm going to stay in. For the I'm rest cool. Of time. Me and the Pope, Reggie great. Jackson, it's a great day. I need right here. <laughs> Speaking of your yeah. kids, why were they so wound up yesterday? They've God, been wound they up jacked. lately. They've been very wound up <laughs> yeah, lately. Why is that? I think because ever school, since we think? went to Florida, oh, I feel Florida, like we yeah. got home and like they had a lot of outdoor running around yeah. time, True. and now they've been stuck inside more. It yeah. was seventy degrees the been, other day. I mean, they've been outside, but they were outside. All day yeah, for yeah. two days straight. Yeah. Fresh air running around. And so now they're inside. And so I think they're like a little cabin fevery. Oh, so. yeah. Honest to God, I'm not kidding you. Sage is about the size of this can. Get away from me. <laughs> what a crab apple that kid can Well, they be. were really, they were totally fine until it was like, okay, we have to leave. You have to go to bed. Yeah, they don't like that leaving part. Then it was all crabby. So anyway. The announcement is is that Andy and Melissa had their baby yes, yesterday. Ethan yesterday. James. Oh, they Andy decided looks on James. Super excited in that photo. <laughs> and he looks. Happy. Have you seen this photo? Well, my mom's like, he looks so happy, and I was like, no, no he doesn't. He looks very <laughs> no, he like doesn't. very well, neutral. <laughs> he looks very Andy. He looks oh, happy. he kind of looks, looks a little. Like, there's a little happiness. Happy. That's, that's Andy's happy face. Yeah. We have a caller. Mild happiness. Oh, we have a caller. Who's our caller tire carver we tire carver what's happening pally well i just wanted to call in and wish a couple of people a happy birthday on the same day of daylight oh hey. well hey you know we got we got i know there's ethan and there's some other hun yuck i don't know who that is though hun yeah yuck. i don't know he's kind of old and a hun yuck <laughs> <Kinda old. laughs> i love our listeners that's all i have to tell you laser oh it's very nice to tire how's the family doing good Glad to hear We're it. We're having fun. It was it was so weird because yesterday I got uh, I got up at about I don't know four o'clock in the morning something like that and then at five o'clock my phone chirps I'm like why is my phone making noise at five o'clock in the morning Well that's because Andy was texting me telling me they're on the way to the hospital because their water broke so yep. nice I knew he uh, where did she have cool. it Waconia uh, oh okay yeah indeed yeah they've been they've been great there they really. Had a good experience. Corny is a good place, yeah. Yeah, everything yeah. went very well 
too. So that's great. Yeah, everything yes. went really, really well. So mm -hmm. that's a that's a good bit of news right there. Did she end up having a cesarean? No. She didn't. That's good. Mm -mm. No. That's really good. That's a big difference. Everything went just good. really well. Everybody still wants to know why my mother didn't have a cesarean when I was born. Two feet tall and weighed 11 pounds. Yeah, can you imagine kicking that out? Holy. <laughs> yeah, she had a touch. She gave birth to a toddler. That was yeah, like the size of my uncle. Had a he cigarette. Was she yeah, was all set. Story. She had her cigarette going. Yeah, she had to pull Sage, was almost, <laughs> Sage was almost 10 pounds. He was Sage, giant. Yeah, he was giant. Was giant. Mark Merrill's the biggest I ever heard. I have a friend named Mark Merrill. 13 pounds, 14 ounces. My brother wow. was 13 Woo! pounds something. That's Terry. a big baby right gigantic. there. He was baby. a blue ribbon baby. Oh, he got blue, blue ribbon, ribbon <laughs> baby. Yeah, yeah my grandma, my uncle, he was 12 pounds oh and 24 inches God. Long. David, yeah. David swallowed fluid on the way out. Oh, And so God. they put him in oh, uh, yeah. into the, they had to put him in the, where they hold, the, the ER, NICU? the adult NICU. Mm -hmm. And he was in there with all the crack babies. He was like a mo he was like Godzilla in there. Because oh, like all these little so babies are in there. And he's like this, and the nurses loved him and he had to stay for two days. So like he's this big baby in there. You oh my know? gosh, yeah. So. It's amazing how tiny but, some oh, babies are. But oh, it's sad to see those other ones. It's like, oh, oh I know, I know. Yeah, babies. So. Well, that was the whole thing. That's why I couldn't sleep. I kept waking up all night long because I thought, I don't know, is he okay? What's the deal? <laughs> like, oh, God. That parental gene kicks in. <laughs> There's nothing I could do about it. It kept waking me up because, you know, well, you said Only you little... have anxiety when everything's fine. Well, <laughs> yeah, when there's no reason. True. Everything's fine. I'm so super anxious. That's true. <laughs> that is absolutely God. true. No question about that. But I, so, Tyre, you you know what it's like to yes, be sir. to have wonderful children and be a father. It's wonder. It's a great thing. Yep, I'm lucky. I feel the same way. I agree. But don't tell Alex if you see her. <laughs> 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 so there you go. Oh, Tyra, thank you very much. It's very kind of you to call, sir. Oh, no problem. Have a good day. Now that now that you've uh, on your health kick, uh, you're going to want some caramels this year? Always. Well, Why yeah, wouldn't you? I mean, well, are you? You're, you're, you're pulling my tit, aren't you? You're asking me that in a serious manner. Honestly, <laughs> your caramels might be the best. Well, they yeah, are they the are best I've ever delicious. had. They are damn good, yeah. man. Those are very good. You're not getting it. You're out of the mix. I'm out of the mix. <laughs> None for you. None for you, thanks. Yes, I do yeah. want caramels. There's no, no doubt about it. I'll have to figure out a day and stop by the studio. Well, nice. bring the family. It'd be great to see you. All righty. Thank you, sir. Well, we'll let you go on with the, on a break. <laughs> yes, on a break. There you go. Talk to you later, Mel. Have that? a good one, guys. Me too. Bye. Remember Bye. that Christmas show where they brought in all the food? It was like me, you, and oh, Doug, yeah, and yeah. Melina. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. I came back like after that and was like, what is going on? There was so much food. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. My favorite song. Back when we used to order pizzas during the show. <laughs> yeah, order pizzas during the show, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, got my favorite, you know, Pearson's over there in St. Paul. Mm -hmm. uh, every year they would send over... It was about two feet long and about a foot deep and a foot wide. It was a salted nut oh, roll. Oh, my God. Yeah. My was, mom with those, she had a little addiction. But I'm not kidding you. This was the size of, uh, you know, a, I was going to say a baby, but it was a lot bigger than a baby, actually. So never mind. I came in one morning because I always get there first. I was always because I'd wake up and I'd just go into work. I get there, and there's the 10 to 2 guy who's still there at 4 in the morning. <laughs> Uh, his head's bobbing back and forth, which means he got boozed up during the show. He got hammered during the show. 
and he is grabbing handfuls <laughs> of this salted nut roll and stick. He was eating this. Th- that thing had to weigh 50 pounds, for God's oh. sake, and he was trying to eat the whole thing. Oh, God. Salted nut rolls. Mm. Oh, they are good. That was my hunting food. Salt nut roll? Yeah, I'd go hunting with my dad, and I'd, it'd be after exams for college, and so I'd be tired as hell. And I'd go to your hunting, I'd go next to a tree, go to sleep, wake up, eat a salted nut roll, go back to sleep. Right. That was what I did. Well, I understand, so, but salted nut rolls last forever. Salted nut roll day. Nothing wrong with that, man. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. God, it's funny. I, I just looked down at the headlines because I, I put a headline deal up on my deal, and it's from all. It's from CNN sure. and Fox and MSNBC, and they just get all the, headlines. the headlines. I'd like to see a positive one. That'd be kind of nice They're all negative? Mention. Well, it's about Biden's approval ratings, the lowest in history, apparently, at 37.8%. They are something. They are low. But, I mean, <laughs> you got a whole group that just, I, there's a group that despises him so much that yeah. it doesn't, I mean, you got flags out there that say F Biden. You got, I mean, it's. Well, people have the yard signs that say, let's go, Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, I do get it because they started it with Trump, and you don't ever never There was never the flags or the signs out there on Trump. Are you out of your mind? Like there are now. By Don, you didn't see those during the when he was running against them? That's a campaign. No, there's no no way. The comparison, the number that are out there on Biden... Where do you? I don't. I've not seen one on well, Drive to Osakis. Just drive through Osakis. That's a I bet different you'll find um, up there. It's yeah, Osakis. 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 Why would you say? I thought he didn't say Osakis. He said Osakis. It's Osakis. 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 Oh, I see. Gotta get it right. But I, I don't think there's ever been as many as there are now. I mean, I remember driving up north during the campaign and seeing Hitler signs on Obama. Yeah. And being shocked by those signs. But you know. But, well, uh, it's like, yeah, it depends on where you drive. Yeah. I feel like every time I go to someone's cabin, all of a sudden it's like, what? With the yard signs? Well, <laughs> but did, look, I, I don't like Trump or Biden one more than the other. They're all the same to me. I like Biden. Why no? You like anybody that's a Democrat. No, I don't oh, like yes, anybody that's a Democrat. There's a yeah, Democrat. Yeah, yeah. As as a we talked about one I would, day I would say there's a 99% me. chance that you'll like them if they're a Democrat. No, <laughs> they're, they're kind of a fake there's Democrat. There's a group of them oh that, that there's a couple out there that despise me. Let me throw this out to you. Do you think if Biden would shut up about Trump and it'd help him? He doesn't talk about Trump. Every time he opens his mouth, he runs Trump that. into he the ground. He doesn't talk about Trump that much. He just last night said, oh, the terrible administration of Trump and the things he did. He just said that last he night. He said that last night. Yes. What speech was he giving last night? He was night talking he about this. the 450 for the, that he, he wants to take from you and give to immigrants. Mm. Illegal immigrants that broke, mm-hmm. the, broke the law. I know. But no, people he will up about not. That. St- I, don't, I don't think it's a good. Well, that did start with Obama, though. And then before that, Reagan, I think. Those guys always go after each other. But it's got to the point now where everything's Trump's fault or everything's Biden's fault. I don't get it. I don't, I don't care about Trump. He's not president anymore. Oh wait, well, he might be, I, according to some people. I, I agree with you. Why he's not president? Why like, the hell there's do you no care? reason to even talk about him anymore. That's why I'm wondering why he keeps doing it. I don't think he talks about him that much. Oh, but God, okay. it's I will keep a, I will keep an eye out and keep track well, of that number. To, look, the only reason I listen to his speeches. The only reason that I know, no, and he probably his, did no, no, fall, no, no, fall asleep in the climate thing. I would fall asleep. Oh, in he that definitely climate fell asleep. In the climate thing. Thing. Then he also farted in front of Camila Parker Bowles. Oh, did he? Oh, you no, didn't, didn't see that? that? Oh my God, you haven't seen? Oh, if we could find that. Wow. Uh, if you, honest to God, he's talking to Camila Parker Bowles, and all of a sudden he goes. 
It's like it's that long. Wow. Nice. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is, the reason I notice it is because I think it's a really bad idea. Let it go. To part in front of Camille. No, no, no. To talk about your predecessor. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's agree. It's a bad Unless idea. In, in campaigns they do, but no, yeah, I don't well, think yeah, there's a reason campaign. to talk about them. No. I think I, I found I it. I told you, well, I would have par- pardoned him. First thing I would have done as president was pardon him. I couldn't agree more. I would have said I'm pardoning him. And that's the deal. I don't. I would just done it to yep. quit talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you I, got? I just love the tagline for this article. Camilla Parker Bowles can't stop talking about Joe Biden's long <laughs> fart. Oh, yeah. Wow. She will not stop talking okay, about it. Okay, let's see if it'll okay. play it. I hope It's walking up. The guy never farted in front of me, so I don't know. Oh, Biden? Yeah. Why would you spend a week with him? His were you first bored announcement stiff? when he ran for president the first time. Were you bored, Stiff? No, I ran the announcement <laughs> in Iowa. So you did? Oh, you? In I Iowa. liked him. Yeah, in Iowa. His first announcement when he ran in '87. Well, no, I'm not saying you. Like I said, when I had lunch with Trump that day, I liked him. He was mm-hmm. totally different. That's a whole I would have different lunch deal. With him. I would have exactly. lunch with Trump. What the hell? And I would probably hang out with Biden, but I don't think I'm going to get the call. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I'm almost positive of that. Why do you think it is that Democrats never responded to me the way Republicans I don't did? know. I keep telling them to call you. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. What is the problem? As particularly that senator. What's her name? Amy, oh, Amy, Amy Klein. I won't go deep into it. <laughs> what's Amy, her name? Amy Klobuchar. No Klobuchar. Oh, my God. What? The Babylon Bee. Snopes rates claim that Biden pooped his pants is mostly false since <laughs> it was more of a pants. wet fart. <laughs> he sharted. I guess, he sharted. Was, I guess it was really loud, though. But he I like that he's falling asleep, he's farting, he's got all kinds it's of like, things. Well, he, is, he is old. Man. There's no question yeah, about he, that. He's 79. Uh, that oh, that's right. You're like, oh, shut he up. He's that old now. Don't you have to go home now? <laughs> Don't you have to head out? Yeah. Well, there's people that are... 62 that seem like the oldest humans alive. Oh, right and then there are people that, that are 80 yeah, that it's like, right. you really don't seem that old. Mm-hmm. No. That is true. Like, I never thought that 80 was that old because mom's mom and dad, <laughs> no, my grandparents on that moms. side. No, we're always very active and yes. golfing and lively. And yeah, they were. Like Absolutely. They, and then your mom was the oldest woman in the world for a long time because she just sat there smoking and being <laughs> old. And eating spam. And she, she was very, she was very, very anxious. For a long time, wasn't she? Long. Yeah, but whenever yeah. we were with her, she was just like sitting there complaining and smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like she always seemed very old. She was yeah. responsible, the first one responsible that I had to see something I never wanted to see. Just before they moved her into intensive care or whatever the hell that stuff's called. Mm-hmm. I had to pee. I go in her bathroom. That was a huge mistake. Oh, dear. Someone who's on the brink of dying 
Don't go look at their toilet. It's not right. <laughs> wow, the indignities that they suffer already, and then here you are. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah, you know how car washes spray that water oh, all over? Oh, God. That's pretty Thomas. much. Well, I'm just telling you. What? What are you looking for? Yeah. He's telling the truth. need to talk about yeah, that. You don't want to walk away with that. One of my last memories, my mother is like turds everywhere. Yeah. Fan girl would like this story. Everywhere. <laughs> oh my God! You should tell her this story. No, she's a very nice person. Leave her alone. <laughs> Leave her alone. Leave her alone. You get. <laughs> I got him over here and you over there. Fan girl wouldn't interrupt me. Yeah. Nope, she Ever. didn't. She'd quiet the room. <laughs> Ever. That was very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Be quiet, everyone. Tom's talking. <laughs> I knew I was going to kick the nuts mm-hmm. for that one. <laughs> I knew I'd take a punch on that one. <laughs> but, in any case, no, I mean, just some of the things that I'm looking at here, they're talking about Biden's approval rating has fallen the lowest in history at 37.8. You got uh, Donald Trump weighs in on the Durham probe. Now, the same, Durham probe? What's a Durham probe? Yeah, it sounds Isn't that the one where they said that he was stealing stuff from the Russians or something? I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there was something that somebody was arrested for giving yeah. false information about the Steele dossier in or test, something. In, in testimony yeah. he gave. He yeah, somebody was actually off. charged. Or not, I don't know, but arrested see, but charged. Let me ask you everybody at the table this question. When are we going to stop having to destroy human beings just so we win? Both sides do it. I, that like, is, why yeah. do they have to do that? I don't Power. Know. Yeah, but why do you have to destroy? Here's the problem I have. Like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll use Donald Trump because its current administration is, is Democrat and he doesn't like, he goes after Trump, all the rest of it. Go after Trump, whatever, but if that's the only thing. He does have a wife and he has kids and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and I just don't like it when you destroy kids and wives and yeah. those people's no, lives. The thing I don't is, like an, that. Any politician... If they, you know, they've they've learned that there's big money in polarizing people, and oh, huge th- that's dough. that's the thing. Then they can go on speaking circuits circuits in colleges and keep Million on doing that. Speech. Yeah, they can make big big money by yeah. being on that money wheel. But a, a true politician that's a public servant would realize that no matter if you're a Republican right. or a Democrat, you still have fifty percent of the people roughly. That believe something else and that you're elected to represent everybody not just like you know your twitter followers and, and that's where we've got we've gotten away from that we that's just true. don't have people that no, believe right. that the american <clears throat> public and the american people need you to represent all of them what's mm-hmm. an interesting part of that is and you guys haven't been watching that but that impeachment's on fx um, on the Clinton story with Monica, Monica Lewinsky, oh, yeah. it's re- it's really good. But the thing you watch that is, holy cow, the way he got away with everything, and then it came down hard on Hillary. Yeah. When you watch it, Hillary really comes off as just like a really just it's sad. You know what happened to her and how much was you know heaped upon her that really was never he got away with. Yeah. He freaking lied. There's no question. He clearly lied. And it's 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 really sad, you know. And it's really sad how many people still worship him uh, well, to this day. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. well, there's a video of him, and then he's walking by, and somebody asks him if he thinks he's going to go to jail. 
At when, what point? I don't know when they went after him when he was president. Because at one point he was like he thought he was done. He thought, yeah. And yeah. Hillary gives him a speech to basically pep him back up again. Right. But uh, he he thought he was done. So but he's walking along in this report. I don't know who the reporter was. I saw it about a week ago. But he's walking by, and the reporter asked him this question about, do you think you're done, and blah, 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 blah. And he literally starts laughing at the reporter, <laughs> which I thought was like, yeah. I don't know if I'd do that. <laughs> for but he, he gets pretty down. He starts watching Andrew Jack- Johnson stuff and how bad Andrew Johnson was. Really? Yeah, and it's like, I'm going to get a beach like him. and yeah. So, oh, But it, Hillary really comes off as a really sad it just—it's really sad how how she got just framed in all of that, you know. And then she turns what, what around you, and destroys other people. Uh, what do you mean when she was calling them bimbos? That, I mean, she yeah. she didn't exactly handle it super well either. Mm. I mean, it's a horrible situation for her. She first believed him is the problem. Well, yeah. When he first told her that it didn't that it didn't happen, is that the she believed thing him. you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. believed him when he when he first oh. told her. And then he found she found out cuz he got on TV and said nothing happened. Yeah. yeah and she did. believed that at that point and then found out it did and there was no question about it happening. Well, the dress, the dress is what what yeah. killed well, her. I think that if she would have divorced him or said that he, you know, misbehaved, that people would have liked her a lot better. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's possible. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Because for her to but put up with his shit. there's too much money involved. No, that's I don't know that it's money. Well, it's, oh, it's, also, it's, it's power. It's power. power it's, yeah. it's, it's also, I mean, she was, she shaped, she shaped so many things when he was governor and she shaped things in his, in his presidency. And she was able to do things. She was an, she's an incredibly smart person. Oh, she's you know? very bright. Yeah. And so she was able to do lots of things that, that, that she wouldn't have been able to do on her own at that point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then she, she could have been president, you know. Except for Pizzagate. Pizzagate. You kind of destroyed her. Pizzagate. Yeah, Pizzagate. Yeah. That's right. Forget it. You're out because of Pizzagate. Do you no even know what I'm about. talking about? Yes, I know what okay. you're talking she was about. Out because she didn't go to Michigan. She didn't pay attention to why Michigan. Why didn't she go to Michigan? That same reason weird. why Why did Trump not go to Wisconsin? I agree. Why did they? That's stupid. Weird. Really mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah, but both of them. It was stupid. That's their campaign managers, yeah. right? Well, somebody convinced him Minnesota was important for a reason, and he never should have come to Minnesota. No. no. Yeah. He, no. If, you, if he had won Minnesota, he had won the whole country, so it didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. You know, this was not a key state. Wisconsin was, and he could have won Wisconsin. When's the last time Minnesota went for a Republican president? Um, last never. Republican? No, it has. But oh. the, la- the last Republican was, I, was Nixon. No. I think it was Nixon won Minnesota, oh, you might be right. I think about he did that. against you McGovern. You might be right about yeah. that. No, in '68 or something. Yeah. And yeah. they're all like, "See what happened when we went." <laughs> Minnesota Nixon was, was a great only... president. Until he wasn't. Nixon was really, really a great president. He got a lot of great things done. He got more things across the aisle done than a lot of presidents ever would even dream of doing. Right. But then that whole Watergate thing. Yeah. Happened. Well, that and that was <laughs> stupid. There was no reason to do that. No. He was going to beat McGovern so bad. Why they were Jeez. doing creep was insane. I know. I don't get it. It was crazy. Because they get nuts. Nah, they just. They want to hold on to it no matter paranoid. what. So. Should we take a break? Oh, we should take a break. Absolutely. We'll be right back. We got Tiffany Norton. Kind of. She's going to call in. Uh, no, well, she's on StreamYard, so... Oh, StreamYard, okay. Yep. So she's on now? Yeah, she'll be coming in okay. once we start the next we'll hour. Be, we'll be back. We'll be back.